After being here with you this morning and singing, I'm starting to get the idea that God is holy. Amen? We sang about him being holy, holy, holy. And in case you didn't know it, that's a little practice for heaven because the scripture tells us that one of these days we're going to be there in God's presence and we are going to sing those words, holy, holy, holy. And I'm overwhelmed at the idea at his holiness and how he's going to allow us who have failed so miserably and done so many uh, ugly things to allow us to be there, but we're going to get to be there and we're going to sing holy, 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 and I'm convinced all of us will have Julie's voice when we do it. It is going to be good. It's going to be good. Uh, my name's Kyle. I'm so glad to be with you uh, this morning. A lot happens within the life of our church. Uh, needless to say, I don't know everything that goes on, and I'm certain you probably don't know everything that goes on, but a couple of Big things happen in the life of our church this morning that I just want you to know about that are um, pretty amazing. And one of them actually is a death that happened in our church. And I know that sounds strange the way I kind of introduced this. But yesterday, uh, Miss Jean Edmondson went home to be with the Lord. And let me tell you what's incredible about uh, her, among many other things. She and her husband, Leon, have been married over 68 years years. Is that not just, amen, praise God. We cannot miss that kind of faithfulness, right? Um, so if you'd pray for Mr. Leon as he is um, doing day one in over 68 years um, without his bride, uh, pray for him that God would strengthen him and comfort him. And also, uh, we're getting ready to celebrate a big birthday around here. Uh, Miss Gussie Brown, we're going to celebrate her 100th birthday. Uh, yeah, it's wonderful. Um, there's going to be a party this afternoon. It's in the bulletin. You can read about it. We'd love for you to show up and enjoy that. Some of you may be like, wait a minute, my birthday was last week, and you didn't say anything about it, and it's not in the bulletin. I'll tell you what, you turn 100. We'll put your name in the bulletin, and I'll talk about it from the stage. All right? Fair deal? Fair deal. She's excited about this party. She's mostly excited about Double Dutch and Limbo. That's going down. All right? She's very excited. It's going to be awesome. If you're smart, um, when you're at that party, you'll just sit with her a minute and be quiet and let her talk and just soak up what she has to say. Well, uh, we want to take a few moments this morning and look back just a little bit at 2017, and it's a quick snapshot. Um, in about a week or so, we're going to uh, publish our year-end review so that you can celebrate a lot more things about 2017. And again, we don't even know what all God did in and through our church in 2017, but a lot of those things we know, and we want to recognize them, and we want to celebrate them, and we want to give God glory for it. And at the same time this morning, we want to take a few moments to look forward into this brand new year that we're in, in 2018. Last week we kicked off this series, The Future's So Bright, You Gotta Wear Shades. And if you missed last week, you missed the shades. Uh, we had them. Uh, but we just believe that God is up to great things in and through his church here at Holland Chapel. So what we want to do right now is check out Scripture, Matthew chapter 5. We're going to read verse 14, verse 15, and verse 16. As we think about let it shine, Matthew chapter 5, verse 14, 15, and 16. And also, if you missed last week, we encourage you to hop online. You can uh, listen on our app or on our website to the sermon as we talked about 
Zacchaeus, also sometimes known as Nicodemus, from what I understand. Um, all right, those chuckles told me. About 10 of you caught that I totally blew his name there one time last week. Zacchaeus and Nicodemus, totally unrelated, all right? Two really cool stories from Scripture. Zacchaeus last week, this week, Matthew chapter 5, beginning verse 14. You, this is Jesus speaking, okay? This is not my idea. This is not some church idea. This is the founder of our faith. This is the creator of the universe here in human form speaking. And he says to his people, you are the light of the world. Let that just flood over for you, uh, over you for just a moment, believers. Jesus said, you, you are the light of the world. Do you feel the responsibility of that? Do you feel the joy of that? Jesus said, you are the light of the world. He goes on to say, like a city on a hilltop that cannot be hidden. No one lights a lamp and then puts it under a basket. Instead, a lamp is placed on a stand where it gives light to everyone in the house. In the same way, let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise your heavenly Father. Again, if you grew up in church, there's a song sitting there for you, right? Anybody else grow up singing that song, this little lot of mine? I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Won't let what? Satan it out, right? You know, I'm going to let it what? Shine. You can put your finger in there if you want to and kind of wave around and let it shine. There we go. I like it. Yeah. Um, what's the other one? Let it shine till Jesus comes. I'm going to let it shine. Uh, oh, yeah. Hide it under a bushel. I'm not really sure what a bushel is. Um, I like basket better, but anyway, don't hide it under a bushel. I'm going to let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. There's a cooler version out today of that song. Not that there's anything wrong with that song, but I told you back if you want to check it out. The song just kind of keeps going. If you didn't grow up in church, you're not familiar with that song, and you're thankful I didn't sing right then, um, I, would, I would guess and say that if you're here today, and that's not really your background, and you're kind of checking church out, and you're kind of looking in the Bible a little bit, and you're kind of wondering what Christianity is all about, I would venture to say that the reason why you're here today and you're coming back is because you've gotten a peek at who Jesus is, and you've been hanging out with some real Christians, and it intrigues you. To the point that you see something different, you see something bright, you see something that you're attracted to, and you're curious, wondering if Jesus could do for us what he's done for us. You're wondering potentially what Jesus can do for you. So I say to you now, church, believers, let your light shine, let your light shine, let it shine, let it shine let it shine. Why? Because people in our midst today, people live on our street, people we go to work with every day, people we do life with every day are looking at us. And Jesus said to me and Jesus said to you, you are the light of the world. You are the light of the world. So let it shine. Let it shine. And here's the deal. 
Me being the light of the world, it's not about people seeing me. It's not about people being attracted to me. It's not about me changing people's lives. I tried that for a little while. It gets very frustrating. It really messes things up really, really bad. Me being the light of the world and you being the light of the world, we're a spotlight. We're a spotlight and we're directing all of our energy and all of our light, and all of our attention on the superstar, on the Savior, on Jesus. And so when I do something, when you do something that creates light, that creates brightness, it's not about people seeing me and saying, ooh, look at them, they're a good person. It's not that at all. It's about me pointing that spotlight. It's about you pointing that spotlight on Jesus, our Lord, our Savior, and our hope. God did so many incredible things in and through our church last year. And just as the scripture says in verse 16, I want to let your good deeds shine a little bit this morning. Why? So that people will bring glory and honor and praise to our Father. That's why we want to let it shine. That's why we want to let people see what God has and is doing in and through our church. In your notes and on the screen, I want to give you three big things that I want to talk about this morning that all work together. They're interrelated. You could, you could maybe even say they're married because they're just they're intertwined. Church, I want to see us believe big. I want to see us praise big. And I want to see us obey big. And I believe and I noticed and I saw our church do these things last year well, how much more can we potentially believe this year? How much more can we praise this year? How much more can we obey God this year? Because as we believe and we see our faith in Jesus and our trust just become real, it's going to bring about praise as we watch what he does in our lives. And as we see what he does in our lives, it's going to cause us to want to be full with all of this and obey him and do what he says. Believe big, praise big. And obey big. Let's talk about those just really quick. As we believe big, our faith will grow. It will grow and it will grow. And here's why we believe. Here's why you and I who are believers believe. Here's, here's what all of us started at. Here's where all of us find ourselves coming back to over and over and over again. We believe because Jesus, who is God, who lived in the flesh among us, lived a perfect life, which is mind-boggling for you and I to even fathom, somebody living a perfect life. Now, I know there's two or three of you that think you're pulling it off. Ask some people around you, and they will tell you you are not. But for the rest of us who are in check with reality, we, we know how many times we've blown it. And even when we've wanted to do what is right and what is best sometimes, we found ourselves completely blowing it. And yet Jesus lived a life here among people just like you and I. And he did it perfectly. And with his perfect life, he made the choice. He made the decision to lay it down for the lives of everyone else, you and I included, that have blown it over and over again, and to allow himself to be crucified. They put nails in his hands and nails in his feet, and he bled and he suffered on a cross, which Anyone and everyone that knows anything about suffering will tell you it's the worst form of suffering a person can experience ever. The cross, it was the cruelest ever. And he bled there for my sin. He bled there for your sin. He bled there for the sins of the people that were around him. And he died there. 
And he came back from the dead, and he's no longer dead. And I don't know about you, but I think I know about you. And if you're a believer, I'm pretty sure I know about you, that the reason why my faith is real is the same reason your faith is real. It's because of Jesus and his death and his burial and his resurrection. Am I right, church? Now, there's a lot of other things I could bring up today we could disagree on. Should I bring up politics right now? Would that be a great idea? I mean, we can't even agree on sports, right? I mean, we're going to have, I mean, just the list goes. But here's what we all agree on today. Jesus was perfect. He lived for us. He died for us. And he rose again for us, right? So we believe big. Amen. You can go ahead and praise big. You're beating me to my next one. That's good. That's why we believe. And so we praise big. We praise big. We celebrate who he is and what he has done. And we obey big because we want to fully respond to him. We don't want to say, God, you're good. We want to reveal that he's good by saying, God, I'll do what you tell me to do. Oh, the great things that God has done for us. Let me share with you just a few of the things that happened this last year. Uh, Many, many people came to Christ last year. Some of you are here today believing big, praising big. And obeying big because last year, 2017, was your year. It was the year that God made Himself real to you through Jesus. Use the church, use your neighbors, use your friends, use believers, and here you are today, having heard the gospel, having received the gospel, and you're following Jesus today. Uh, Many of the people that came to Christ this last year in 2017 that we had a part in, that we had a role in church don't even live in Benton or this area. They live in another city in Conway or in Indianapolis. They live in another country of India or Indonesia. God is using us all around the world as we are sharing our resources and our energy and our prayer and our going. Many people followed Jesus in baptism last year. Some of you can think back to 2017. You can think back to that really awkward moment when in that water right back there is like a tub back there that you got up in public and you got wet in public. How weird is that? Can we just be honest? It's weird. And you're like, you know what? Jesus did that. He told me to do that. So I'm going to do that. And that happened for me last year. And it was a big, big deal to me. And a lot of you that got baptized last year, you took, you took advantage of that and you leveraged that moment. You invited every friend. You invited every family member that you could get so that they could come and hear about the same Jesus that you know. We celebrated 70 years as a church last year. Uh, I believe God sent us the right guy and Johnny Couples to launch our new recovery ministry, which, by the way, has been forming and shaping and is going to officially publicly launch March the 1st. And, in fact, Johnny's going to be hanging out in the back, uh, the table that's right underneath the TV right back there. You can see him afterwards if you'd like to talk more, find out about more about Celebrate Recovery that's launching March the 1st. It's going to be an exciting time. Last year, you guys gave. Oh, did you guys give. So uh, at the beginning of December, last year, we, your pastors, did something that was crazy. Um, We did something that didn't make any sense. We did something that um, could have backfired on us, but we felt led by the Holy Spirit, and so we went through with it. By the way, you'll probably hear me say this again and again and again, but if God leads you to do something, most of the time it doesn't make any sense. It's just the way God works. God normally asks you to do things that just are backwards, that are sideways, that just don't make any sense to the world. Anyway, here's where we were at the beginning of December last year, 2017. 
your generosity, and I want to say our generosity, because I want you to know that uh, we, your pastors, we, we give too. This is our church. We give to the glory of God. And so we found ourselves at the beginning of December last year having already through our giving met budget at the beginning of December. And so what would have been the really easy, comfortable, probably smart thing to do would be like, don't tell anybody because if we tell everybody, they might think we've got enough money and we don't need to give anymore. That's what the other voice told me in my head. In fact, one of you, you were really funny because after we said, hey, church, we've already given budget, but we want to do some great things this year, so keep giving, uh, they were really funny, and they came up to me and said, man, I nudged my wife when you said that, so it's going to be a good Christmas for us this year. And I was like, oh, it's backfiring already. But it didn't backfire. Your generous hearts just continued to be generous, and God blessed in an amazing way. You guys gave. Uh, on the screen, I want to show you um, what the extra was for our year last year. This is because of some frugalness on um, leadership's part, but mostly it's because of the generosity uh, of our church. We had an extra $159,740 given last year. You can go ahead and praise big if you want to. That's wonderful. <laughs> Woo! Amen. So, so here's what we, we've, we've done with it, and we agreed on this, and it's just beautiful. As a result of that, we took $87,000, and we are going to build a church building in Peru, which is going to allow for a brand new church in northern Peru, the village of Lagunas. How cool is that name? Lagunas. To be built and a Peruvian pastor to start a brand new church. And what's going to happen in that building is going to be a place to worship just like we do. A place for people to be discipled and, and the love of Jesus Christ shared with them. Also in that building is going to be a place where food can be prepared. And a place where children can be loved on and educated. As we're also partnering with Compassion International. A lot of you know about this great ministry. If you don't, I encourage you to look them up. Compassion International. Compassion International is all around the world serving kids through the local church, helping them to experience good food, good education, and most importantly, the gospel. And so in a few months, you're going to hear back from us on this church plant in Peru because our next part in that is us as individuals, the church coming together, we're going to be able to sponsor these very kids in this village that are there in need, hungry, uh, starving for love, most of all, needing the gospel, and we're going to be able to sponsor them, about 150 kids, as God just continues to generate generosity in, excuse me, and through our church. It's just going to be a, a wonderful, wonderful thing, so expect more information there. It's just beautiful. We were able to um, um, give another $5,000 to amplify this little concert that happens out back. Um, man, God's just moving mightily through that ministry, and, and uh, we just want to infuse some extra funds to that ministry so that it can continue and so that it can flourish and so that God can continue to use it in a mighty, mighty way. And then with the excess after those two, we split it up 70% and 30%. This first one, 70%, was into our building fund, $47,418 of our extra giving got to go into our building fund. We don't know what God's got planned for us, but we're seeking it out. And we're like, God, what do you have for us? In fact, this next weekend, 
Uh, there's going to be some people around on our campus that normally aren't here. They're with a company called the Goth Company, and they're helping us to assess and figure out where we are facility-wise and what our next steps need to be so that we can continue to grow and so that we can continue to flourish. And it's an exciting, exciting time for our church. Uh, might I say the future is so bright. You, you've got to wear shades. And then uh, the other portion of that, the 30%, we are able to put into a church plant fund. We want to plant another church in the near future. If God wills it, we're going to do it this year. And over $20,000 because of the generosity of our church, able to go to that. I say all that and I say praise God. Amen? Amen. You guys gave. God did so many things through our church. I want to let your good deeds shine out for all to see so that everyone will praise our Heavenly Father. On maybe more of the family level or the individual level, um, God did some other amazing things among us. Maybe some of these things resonate for you. Maybe it was your friend or your family member, or maybe it was you. But last year, we, we saw marriages restored. We witnessed people experience healing. And some of those people are here worshiping this morning as a result of that. We had people who didn't have jobs get jobs. We had a family within our church adopt a child. And we had a ton of babies born around here last year. And all of these blessings increase our faith. But for some of you in this room, last year looked the opposite for you. Last year was the year you experienced loss. Things didn't go as you had planned or hoped for. Situations turned out different. And yet you're here this morning and you still believe in Jesus. You're still praising big. And you're still obeying big. And I just want to say to you, your light's shining just a little bit brighter than the rest of us. And God's getting a bit more glory right now because of your faith. Oh, church, let your light shine, let it shine, let it shine, let it shine. Believe big. How do you right now in your life need to believe big? How do you need to trust God right now? Maybe you need to trust God right now and believe that he's in control, even though our government is shut down. Maybe for some of you, what you need to do is you need to believe God is holding the reins despite everything in your family seemingly going sideways right now. Maybe for some of you, this is the year. The scripture is true that today is the day of salvation. And you need to believe for the first time in your life with all of your heart and all of your soul, understanding your sin and all of your separatedness from God and believe that Jesus is the one who came to save you and to rescue you and allow and to forgive you of your sins and forever be changed. And you need to believe big today.
Church, listen to me. I believe there's a few of you. Listen to me carefully. There's a few of you that need to believe God is up to big things in your church. I'm going to repeat that. There's a few of you that need to believe that God is up to big things in your church. This is not about me. This is not about you. This is about his will being done and his kingdom coming. And I see God at work. I see him accomplishing his will, and I see his kingdom coming. And a few of you are on the sidelines like, I don't know if I like that or not. I don't know if I can just be all for that or not. And you are missing out on participating in God moving in and through your church. I am not trying to get you to like me when I say that. I'm just trying to get all of us on the same page and on the same team, which is God's team. May his will be done. May his kingdom become. And what if all of us just said, you know what? I'm going to forget the junk that doesn't matter, and I'm just going to focus on Jesus, his death, his burial, his resurrection. We're going to preach it. We're going to teach it. We're going to live it. We're going to share it. We're going to pray towards it, and we're going to see God do amazing things. What if everybody in our church I said, you know what, I'm going to believe that. I'm going to believe that. And oh, church, where do you need to praise big right now? Where do you need to praise big right now? Well, are you talking about singing louder at church? Well, maybe so. There's a few of you. You just, you know, you just, you're just trying to decide whether it's okay for you to sing at church or not. It's okay. Listen, if they'll let me and Johnny Couple sing, they'll let anybody sing. Please note we're on the front row. It's kind of funny we sit side by side. It's really bad. But we go for it. Maybe for you it's, it's, it's sing a little bit, sing a little louder in church. Maybe for you it's just to be a little bit bolder with the name of Jesus. Maybe for you, whether it's in the context of the gathering or whether it's out there in the world, you need to shirk off. Just, just get rid of thinking about what anybody else thinks about you. And to say, you know what, if God tells me to do it and God did it, I'm going to praise him for it. And I don't care what anybody else thinks. I'm just going to go for it. Maybe for some of you, this needs to be a, a year where you just shift your focus with things like social media. And instead of it being a platform for you to gripe and to complain and stir up drama and talk about politics and talk about all kinds of other fireball issues. You just need to decide, you know what, I'm going to take that platform this year and take my mama's advice. And if you can't say something good, I'm not going to say anything at all. And I'm going to take every opportunity I get to talk about Jesus and point people to him. And I'm not going to bash people who don't believe in Jesus because guess what? That doesn't do any good. Now, you need to share Jesus, but don't bash people who don't believe in Jesus. Take that platform and, and, and show off your bright light towards Jesus. Towards Jesus. Am I getting too up and close this morning? I don't know. Church, this year, we're going to praise big. We're going to praise big. And let me tell you something. I'm so glad we do, and I just think it can grow, but... I'm just kind of of the opinion that if you invite somebody to church here and, and they experience worship here, they're going to be like, man, something's, something's going on with this Jesus guy. 
I mean, I'm just, I'm thrilled to worship with you, but let's just let that grow and grow and grow and grow. Let's praise big in 2017. Where do you need to obey big? Where do you need to obey big? Maybe for you, you need to obey Jesus by just being a part of church gatherings regularly. Maybe some of you, you're believers, and you know what? Today fits your schedule, so you slid in here, and you're glad you're here, and, and, and you're excited to be here, and it's good, but, you know, three, four, five weeks go by, and, you know, just didn't fit the schedule. Oh, it fits the schedule this week. We're back in. It's good. Jesus said, don't forsake the assembling of yourselves together. These gatherings are important. You need them in your life, and believe it or not, we need you. What if you'd been the only one to show up this morning? How excited would you have been? Let me tell you how excited I'd have been. I'd have gotten my car and gone back home. I'm just being honest. I'm not saying I wouldn't have worshipped Jesus. I'd just gone back to the house and worshipped Jesus. You know what I'm saying? But maybe for you, that's where you need to obey. And you say, you know what? For me and my family, we're just going to start getting up on Sunday morning. We're going to make it the thing, and we're going to do it. That may mean setting some stuff aside that you think's really a big deal in your life right now. And you're like, God, I think you're a bigger deal, so I'm going to try to obey you there. Where do you need to obey? Maybe you need to obey Jesus by being baptized. We've got a baptism coming up February the 4th. And listen, if you have placed your faith in Jesus, Jesus is now the Lord of your life. In other words, he's the one that calls the shots now. He's the one that says, this is where you go, this is what you do. One of the first things that Jesus tells us to do once we become one of his followers is to do what he did in baptism. And I spoke to it earlier. It's a strange thing to get wet in public, but it's what Jesus did. And he identified himself with the Father, and he said, you know what? I'm a child. I'm the Son of God. And so when we do it, we identify ourselves as children of God. And so if you're a believer and you've never followed Jesus in baptism, maybe the place you need to obey this big and it may scare the daylights out of you. I'll never forget, we had several people baptized last year. They were scared to death of water. I mean, just scared of water. But they went for it. Some of them were just scared of getting up in public, like it just terrified them. But they said, you know what, this is what Jesus wants me to do. I'm going to do it. Maybe that's you this year, and you need to obey big. You need to obey big. And if you've got questions about baptism, man, we'd love to talk with you because it's a step of obedience in your life. Church, it's a lot of fun to celebrate when people get baptized, isn't it? I I love it. I think one of the loudest applause and celebrations we have in our church is when we witness people get baptized, and I think that ought to remain true. We just ought to get loud for Jesus when we see people obey him. Maybe one of the ways that um, you need to obey Jesus is with your is with your with your giving, with your finances. And maybe for you, it's not so much about your giving right now. Maybe God wants to get your attention to your spending right now. And you just need to trust him and say, you know what, I'm going to obey you here. I'm going to do what you tell me to do instead of what I want to do. Maybe you need to obey Jesus big by being kind to others. Maybe you need to obey Jesus by praying continually for your lost list. Maybe you need to obey Jesus by sharing the gospel, this wonderful message that most of us in this room said, yes, that's why I have faith, and we need to share it with others. Maybe you need to obey Jesus here by sponsoring a child in Laguna, Peru. Now, I'm not telling you you've got to sponsor a child in Laguna, Peru, but like if God puts that on your heart, you ought to do that. 
Maybe you ought to obey Jesus by serving in recovery ministry that's about to launch. Maybe you ought to obey Jesus and quit cheering for the New England Patriots. <laughs> Praise big there. That's my son, by the way. I mean, he and I are on the same page there. Like, I don't know what God's going to tell you to do, but if he tells you to do it, you ought to do it. Some of you are like, what's he talking about right now? I thought we were talking about Jesus. We are. All right. Obey Jesus. Listen to this one. Let's see if you're listening. It was Zacchaeus. That was a wee little man, by the way. Obey Jesus by connecting in gospel community. And one of the beautiful ways that we get to do that here, obviously, is gathering on Sunday morning. But the next step in that and getting closer in gospel community is through our HC groups. We're going to talk a lot about them next week. There are small groups that meet mostly on Sunday nights, but on the evening times in homes, and it's a beautiful time to gather and to love each other and encourage each other and to get into God's Word. We need it desperately in our lives. Well, what if God asked me to do something that doesn't make any sense? Well, I would say, first of all, look at His Word and make sure that what you think He wants you to do doesn't run contrary to His Word. God is never going to tell you to do something that is in contradiction to his word, ever. Okay, so if you're like, well, God's telling me to, uh, okay, well, what does his word have to say about that? Because if his word says you're not supposed to do that, then God's not telling you to do that. But what if God tells me to do something that just, man, it just doesn't make sense? Well, I'll say it again. A lot of times God's going to ask you to do things that don't make sense. So church... Let's obey big in 2018. Uh, man, myself, your pastors, we're just, we want to lead that way. We want to lead our church to, to believe big. We want to lead you guys to praise big. We want to lead you guys to obey big. Why? Because we've got a great big God. And we've got a community that's got a great big need. And our great big God who sent Jesus is the one that can fill that need. And so we want him to be made known. So church, where do you need to believe big? Where do you need to praise big? Where do you need to obey big? Oh, church, let your light shine. Why? So that everyone else can see your Father and give him praise. Let it shine. Let it shine. Let it shine. We've got one next step for you to consider. It's on the back side of your communication card. It's also going to be on the screen. Let my light shine by blank big. Which one do you need to fill in there? Do you need to put in the word believe? Do you need to put in the word praise? Or do you need to put in the word obey? You're like, I need to put in all three. Well, put in all three. But which one is like God just gripping your heart about right now? And he's like, you know what? You need to trust me more. Or you know what? You need to get louder for me more. Or you just need to do what I tell you to do. Is it praise big? Is it obey big? Is it believe big? Which one is it? And which one God's stirring your heart about? I just pray that you'll do it. And here's what I know. If you believe big, you'll praise big. And if you praise big, you'll obey big. It just all works together for the honor and the glory of Jesus. Let's pray.